Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is the Non-Fungible Podcast, NFP, with your host, D. Klein. And today I have a really special guest. He goes by the name Ziggy. Welcome, Ziggy. Hey, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was quite exciting trying to uh, set up the sound there. So we'll have to f- ask for forgiveness, everybody, if you hear you know a little bit of echoing and background noise. Um, I did get a small tour of Ziggy's house looking for cables. It's always <laughs> fun here. Always, always a good time. <laughs> but we got it sorted, and uh, we're all ready to go here. So Ziggy, what is going on in your world these days in Cryptoland? Oh. Crazy, you know what they say? Uh, a month in crypto is like a year in real life. Yep, so um, what's going on? I'm doing the Ziggy Punks, that seems to be what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Ziggy, I've got zombie punks, I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> unofficial guild thing, I'm just doing them on Rarible and I just make them whenever I feel like it. I think I did my 12th the other day, hey, right on. yeah. So, but no, but tell me about Ziggy Punks. So, um I don't know what to tell you about them. I, I like to do, you know, I like to take a little bit of, I do commissions for people. Basically, if somebody reaches out to me and they're like, hey, man, I want a punk, then I'll just mess around and make them a Ziggy punk. And uh, I don't know. I don't want to, like, talk down other people's stuff because other people's work is incredible. But the Ziggy punks are a little more unique in ways, if I could say that. They're so, amped up, man. They're they're colorful. It's an, it's an amped up crypto punk. Yeah, so I'm just enjoying Un- doing Unofficial, that. unofficial unofficial exactly <laughs> and the ziggy punks i think the reason why i'm doing that is because i'm trying to build friendships and communities like literally mm-hmm. i just like talking to people and i met um eric who i think was the original person second realm on twitter yep. mm-hmm. did that and he's been very very friendly we've you know got a really good, good dialogue and... we're technically competitors oh okay <laughs> we're friends it's all good in this space i don't know if you can have competitors no it's no. You know, it's interesting how many artists, when I joke about being competitors, how many of them say, well, really? We're not competing with each other? Like, it's uh, the rising tide lifts all boats is the expression, right? Exactly. You're Eric Clapton. I'm Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, there we go. I mean, <laughs> yeah, collab. Wow. Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix. We're heavy hitters, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what inspired you to do these? Honestly, um, a little bit about myself. I went to school for philosophy. Um, mm. I went to school for Lutheran, so I hand-build guitars. Uh, you hand-build guitars? Okay, wait. Yeah, don't go yeah. on. You got to talk to me about that. What in the, the world? radio caster back there. I hand-wind the pickups. I, you know, shaped it, did everything myself, and spent about four or five months up island, Vancouver Island, um, beautiful place called Summit Guitar Building, which wow. is actually now shut down. But yeah, so yeah, lots of stuff. The reason why I'm in crypto art is because I want to start to get a little bit of a name for myself so that I can release my first vinyl record with all my original music. And I was hoping to do it by June. You know, I want to do it before I'm 27 on Halloween for that old 27 club thing. But <laughs> Halloween, June, I don't follow. So um, I want to release the record in June. My birthday's in Halloween. I'd hope to get the record out by June. But I see. Know, yeah cool do you have any way of uh kind of giving us an idea what this sounds like you were saying you have yeah, some yeah, I could, see- yeah, sure. you should have seen the amount of wiring and stuff he was looking through folks it was all kinds of music equipment super analog <laughs> yeah 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 
Let's give you, yeah, I'll give you a little bite of this. Yeah, this give me a little sampling. Now, granted, this is obviously like not going to sound as clean. By yeah, and if, if you want to check out the demos yourself, any listeners out there, I'm on Audius. Uh, there's a link in my Twitter bio, but Audius slash Braden, B-R-A-D-E-N. For whatever reason, I picked my real name. <laughs> <laughs> and for Twig, for Twitter, Twiggy, for for Twitter, he's he goes by the Twitter handle Ziggy Crypto. So if you just go Ziggy, that's not this. That's not. That's Ziggy. not me. Yeah, Ziggy Crypto. Ziggy Crypto. And yeah. Ziggy Punks. I also have on the Twitter sphere. Do yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Here's a thirty-second little bite of something demoy. Do it. Awesome. So you can go to audius.co slash Braden to find that? That's there. Yeah, that one was called Sailing. You Uh, know, it's funny. Listening to that, who it reminds me of, like, immediately? Yeah. Broken social scene. I don't know what broken social scene. What? This is what I'm saying. I'm a young man in an old man's mind. Oh, my goodness, dude. I saw them live here where I live. Now... The thing about Broken Social Scene that's amazing is they have like gajillions of instruments when they play. And so that element of it obviously is, you know, hard to tell listening to it over, you know, just analog this way that we just did. Um, But I could imagine that effect in the music. But I don't know. It just had a vibe similar to that. Cool. Um, I appreciate that, man. You have to check out Broken Social Scene. They're probably one of the greatest Canadian bands ever, honestly. Like top five. Easy. That's crazy. Okay, I'll Top five. Them. I'm not exaggerating. Are they still around? I don't know if they put out stuff recently. I know they've like some of their artists have done stuff separately. I personally, I don't ever keep up with the names of individual mm-hmm. artists, so I couldn't tell you. Um, but yeah, no, you should definitely check them out. Cool, man. Um, yeah, very, very cool. And so that is something that obviously with you building these guitars and kind of getting into that level of detail with it you know you have a passion for this music i mean what have you you've been doing this your whole life or when did you start with the music uh pretty well um i grew up in a cold albertan town uh where it was <laughs> negative 30 for nine months out of the year I'm, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> you're exaggerating it's only eight months okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah it was we were in i started garage bands and i mentioned actually before this stream started that my high school they 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 removed me uh they didn't expel mm. me but they said maybe you should start studying like, courses maybe by yourself. you should go somewhere else <laughs> it was i was grateful for it because i got the chance actually to start doing like high level automotives and mm. abnormal psychology and criminology in like grade 10 when wow so explain so, this to me like uh, if you're okay with talking yeah, about it for sure what in the world happened that you were done with school in grade 10 it was goofy i had really long hair which i kind of still do now and i would wear headbands just to keep the hair out of my eyes and they were like you're supporting gang culture and and i was like no i'm not like this one is pink 
tomorrow it'll be yellow well you know it's like and they're like okay well other people are uncomfortable because you get to wear a hat and they don't and i'm like girls wear bands around their head all the time and they're just like got to the point where they realized i'm a philosophy student without a philosophy education so i was just going to argue with them and they're like you know what just go read books you get out of here <laughs> so because you wanted to wear a headband yeah you were deprived of a public education exactly right but we, that's we all, completely ridiculous i ended up going to england that year for about a week and a half i picked up some interesting clothes i got a haircut and came back started a band uh quit high school kind of more or less permanently and we just started playing you know garage songs and yeah it was, it was a lot of fun being 16 years old <laughs> wow still you know that i can't believe that a school would get that hung up about something so minor it's so weird I'm a little argumentative <laughs> so maybe there was a little more to it <laughs> yeah so uh the ziggy punks those are awesome and if you want to look at those they're at uh, ziggy punks on open sea so yeah, it's one word verified. one word right yeah, one word we got verified two days ago i was hounding them like <laughs> <laughs> you got the verification <laughs> officially unofficial nice very and, nice um, so when i started this i actually started making nfts back in say september on rareable back mm -hmm. when it was like two bucks to mint an entity it was beautiful if any any new artists in the scene right now and you're minting for like 80 to 90 dollars i feel you this is the time to just save your like more sophisticated work and you know scarcity plays in this point right now we're in september my goal was just to get out as much as i could i was working a lot of pixel art and lots of blends of colors and stuff and I took uh, December, January kind of off, and I'm approaching the scene now a little differently. I want to be a little more mature with the brand. And so I'm reaching out to places like Foundation and Super Rare. And I have a whole catalog of art that hasn't been seen by anybody. It, it has to do a lot with my acrylic painting. And I'm just hoping that the first platform that grabs the Ziggy art will get a catalog that nobody's seen yet. And it's going to be really exciting. And I feel once I get that catalog out, that'll allow me to you know start the process of birthing the true project that i want to do which is the nft connected to my music Mm-hmm. that's cool that's the goal so the super rare you've got a portfolio put together yeah well yeah i got what did they want five pieces or something along mm -hmm. those lines and, and then I, a little I, video about yourself and i didn't do the video i did a type up so maybe if i film myself reading my you script, definitely want to have a video yeah yeah just you know rehearse it yeah, you want to really practice that. right now? Let's do it. Hi, my name is Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> I wear purple glasses and I sometimes <laughs> smoke weed. Buy my art. <laughs> I don't think uh, you're telling Super Rare to buy your art. I don't think that... You might need to practice a couple more times. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man, that, was, that was entertaining, though. I want to ask you a question. I ask every every new person in my life this. It's kind of off topic. Sure. But what was the first concert you ever saw? First concert I ever actually went to with a friend, like without my folks, like as a kid, was Def Leppard and Tesla oh. opened for them. With Tesla opening, Tesla's amazing. Now, at that time, I had no appreciation for Tesla. Okay. Right. Like, I, I didn't know them at all. 
And I remember just being like, just get on to Def Leppard. Like, I don't even want to, right? It was like a 45-minute opening show. It was a good long show. Like, people who are Tesla fans would have loved it. But I was like, I don't know how old. 14, 13, maybe? Yeah. And I was like, I want some pour some sugar on me, man. I don't want to be Tesla. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, And so I remember going to that and just being amazed at, you know, cause it was hysteria. Do you remember hysteria? Well, you're too young for that. Um, hysteria was their album at the time. And I remember thinking at the time, I remember thinking it can't get better than this album. Like there's, it can't get better. And now looking but back at it, I'm like, really pour some sugar on me. It's like, I'm sorry, but that's not the highest quality music out there. No offense to Def Leppard fans. Yeah. Between the two, I'd say Tesla, maybe, I don't know. I'd have never really, you saying they're awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a really big fan of Tesla. They're, I like, I, a big thing for me is lyrical context. Like I was saying, I'm a metaphysical philosopher. So I like, I get really heady when it comes to like symbols and language. And you haven't listened to Broken Social Scene. I don't know. This is, uh, what is wrong with you, man? I'm so excited, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about, um, New pornographers. Have you listened to them? Oh, I know them. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 they're not in my library, though. I'm going to write that one down, too. They're I've really been into, good, too. There's a band called Jaya the Cat. J-A-Y-A. Mm -hmm. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, really? I've really? never heard the music, though. I've only heard the band name. They're incredible. They're they're so good. I, I mm. often try to plug them because they're, they don't get a lot of love, but they're, they're good. If you're into Sublime and that kind of stuff, you'll probably really like that. Honestly... I've lately, I'm stuck in hip hop. I can't get out yeah. of it. I just, I never, I'll put in something else and I'm like, eh, I feel like switching back. Check out um the the track that's uh, pinned on my audience, The Memo. Mm. I released The Memo. I don't know if you remember that a couple of years ago. They're like, when you, they released The Memo. So I popped this song out. I did okay. it in one spit take. And uh, that's that's probably my most hip hoppy song. Okay. But anyways, back to the lyric thing. Uh, the I'm really into like symbol and language and lyrics. So Tesla, they just have very positive, good lyrics, empowering okay. lyrics. That's where my disconnection with a lot of modern music is nowadays. It's mm. it's just it's too visceral for the sake of being visceral. Yeah, hip hop definitely is. <laughs> yeah, you might not be finding appeal in that. Then I suppose. No, I like it. I'm I'm you know. The only music that I don't really like is overproduced country because I grew up in Alberta and yeah, I like, can't stand country music. Boom fed to you there. <laughs> Some country music where it has a bit of a rock edge to it or something I can tolerate, but it's still not music I would choose to listen to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah. So yeah, funny. And uh, <clears throat> we were talking before the show about how I kind of entered the scene with the trash art movement. And then you mentioned the trash stuff. You said you had some trash work. So tell me about this trash work. I mean, obviously the interesting thing was, I don't even know if you knew exactly where that originated. Did you? I had no idea. Um, one of the first friends I gained on this in this space was Biddy, you know, Biddy. Oh yeah. Yep. Wonderful Biddy. And, uh, yeah, so I just got a little inspired and um, I was digging through. Okay, so going back to dropping out of education centers. <laughs> I uh, When I was doing my degree in philosophy, I was doing some art history and some art courses. And one day they told us, you know, go take a bunch of pictures, develop them, cut them up and make them into a collage. And 
So I was like, I'm just going to take pictures of trash cans and graffiti. And mm. so I cut them all up. And then I noticed I had a canvas that I painted, but I, I didn't really like it. So I used that as my collage medium or whatever. Mm-hmm. And came up with this really cool piece. There's just like, you know, a bunch of trash cans and colors and it looks cool. And if you like shine a light through it, it looks even cooler. So when I saw the trash art movement, I was like, hey, um, I would love to send somebody a physical canvas. Like I've never done that in my life. That'd be totally awesome. right. Let's uh, jump on this art trash art movement. I got trash art. Let's do it. So I made a little open sea gift. You can go there. It's, it's actually on auction till April 1st. No bids on it yet. Um, I would have priced it lower, but OpenSea needs a one ether minimum or whatever. You know, I was looking into that. It doesn't yeah. actually need to be one ETH, but like someone can still bid below that. You just can accept it, but you're gonna have to pay the gas. Oh, I understand. So okay. you put the reserve there at one, right? Mm-hmm. But they can just like say, for example, your minimum bid currently is 0.333 Ethereum. Someone could bid that. And if you decided that was enough for you, you could just accept it, but you have to pay the gas fee. If it's over one ETH, they cover the gas fee. Okay. Because they get it on commission or whatever. All right. Well, folks, it's out there. Minimum bids (laughs) 0.333. Yeah. And then that's up to you whether or not you accept that. Yeah. But like I said, this is on auction till like April 1st. Um, I've got BB Studios, which is a cool guild thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, before we go to BB Studios, I want to ask you, because I am going to ask you about BB Studios. But I want to ask you, have you looked at doing any auctions in the Art Gallery Auction House ever? That's the one with the the purple logo with the cross or whatever. That's funny. You know what? I've never really thought about the logo. Based out of England, I believe. Let me look a minute. I, I, I'm i in the art gallery auction house and I've never noticed that, which is kind of sad being that I'm an art guy. Yeah. I, I don't uh, know yes, I'm... you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm familiar with that. I, I think I was one of the first members in their Telegram group back in the day. I don't, maybe not, but this is like September, October. So they've exploded. Not... They're like 1400 members now. Yeah, I seem to like plug myself into all these things early on and then I kind of just like drifted away and now I'm coming back to it going, wait, what's going on? No, it's true. I've got Telegram channels that are just buried way deep and then I look and I'm like, oh shit, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened to me. <laughs> um, I haven't thought about that. Um, who would I approach about? Um, Daniel Pan is the guy who takes the... Uh... He makes the auction schedule. Now, of course, being that there's 1,400 members now, you can't get in there all the time. But you can uh, send him a message. And that's Daniel Pan on the Art Gallery Auction House. Send him a message. And uh, I'm, he's going to get like a million messages now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> you might have to set up a separate Telegram channel just for this reason. Uh, but... It's funny. I was looking at my analytics with uh, because I had Gary V on the other day, and it's like just this like low line, and all of a sudden Gary V's on. It's like boom, straight <laughs> up. So, so that's been good for me. Thanks, Gary V. Uh, yeah, but anyway, you. sorry. I said thank you, Gary. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I know that they did a thing a little while ago where they were doing a carbon capture fundraiser uh, auction, and they raised like fourteen, fifteen Ethereum in wow. a single auction. Yeah really impressive and uh what they did for that is 15 minute auctions so it's just go 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 whereas normally they're one hour that's brilliant so with it being 15 minutes you could get a lot of people in Hmm. 
Well, my my thought is, you know, I it's it's hard for an artist kind of like like me who's in so many different mediums. You know, music, writing, painting, digital art. It's like I don't really want to chase people and beg Super Rare to be a part. I don't want to beg Foundation for an invitation. Well, you're not begging if you if you apply to Super Rare with a portfolio. Mm-hmm. And a video going, hi, buy my art. You probably won't get in if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, let's, you know, let's practice number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so action. Hi, my name is Ziggy. I plant flowers and walk elderly women across the street. I am making digital art. Um, oh, wait, you can't see me. So you didn't <laughs> you see just did a thumbs up. up. I put a thumbs up. <laughs> um, okay, okay, scratch. This is not working. This is all. <laughs> Attempt too terrible. Um, just rehearse it in front of a mirror or something. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean that's not. I don't know. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with them being in a position where they can deny an application and they they're sifting through it and going through applications. I haven't applied to them. Um, not because I don't want to. I just I got too much stuff going on already. I just mm. um, I was very fortunate to get on Foundation. Shout out to Sam J Studios for inviting me. Um, and the moment I got the invitation, I had people asking me for my invitations. So, yes. you know, Absolutely. now there's only, you only get two invites when you get on the platform and that's it. So you don't get them from sales. You don't get them from minting. So it's getting tighter. The supply of invitations is tightening up. So it is kind of sucky if you're, especially if you're a legit artist who's been in here for a while, yes. you know, and now you're not on this platform. And like what I was saying, um, the art that I was doing on Rarible is, for lack of a better term, kind of kitschy. You know, a lot of it's pixel art. My favorite one I wrong did. With that. My favorite one I did was a Rick and Morty piece. I did it way back in October before that other piece sold for millions. And it's Rick and Morty pop out, and then Rick burps, and then uh, Morty goes, "Geez, Rick, where are we?" And he goes, "Oh, it looks like we're stuck on a blockchain." And he goes, "Why?" And he goes, "Well, NFT art has to be, you know, like." kind of kitschy to sell and that's basically it that's okay the okay <laughs> i like the anyway, mushrooms yeah, by sucks. ethereum one that one's nice it's uh it sucks kind of not being on these platforms because the art that i'm applying to these platforms with is completely different from anything you've seen the ziggy brand do before mm. and that's and does, again does the art have the like here's another piece of advice for you for super rare you kind of want to go with a consistent style yes because they're going to want to look across those pieces and go, oh, okay, this is kind of this person's look, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The five of them do. They they play with that vibe. And I actually named them after five of the Ziggy Stardust songs because mm. I'm a huge Ziggy Stardust fan, obviously. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're actually acrylic pieces. And that was the other thought. You know, maybe I should animate them, make them a little more exciting. But I don't necessarily want to. They... They look nice. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know, the, the value is there already and you don't want to like take away from that. Exactly. But then I ask myself, you know, do they want more specifically digital art instead of, you know, just. I don't know if I would go that route of worrying about what they want. I don't know. Okay. You know, personally, I think, you know what, do what you love doing. And if it's different from your other stuff on Rarible, that's fine. Um, I mean, who am I to give you advice? You're. <laughs> successful you know no so i'm just saying to me just do your do your thing and if they like it great and if they don't it's okay exactly you know wearable is a good platform too so is open sea 
Oh yeah, all of them. They all have their merits. Exactly. So, um, yeah, granted, you know, getting onto a curated platform, it is an honor, right? Like, um, have you applied to Known Origin? I think I have, yeah, yeah. With a, actually with the same catalog that I applied to Super with. So it's like the, the step that I seem this career of mine going, again, air quotes for all you without video. <laughs> Um, Everybody, want... it's an audio podcast. Todos los personas. Yeah, basically, I wanted to make enough capital that I can start, you know, funding my music, which is now happening. And now mm -hmm. the next step for me is to launch the. So how I see this record going is I'm going to press 500, 500 copies. And I'm going to tie 100 of them to a limited edition NFT as a NFT. It'll be beautiful. Cool. And if you buy the NFT, then uh, I'll send you one of the very first copies of the record pressed. But basically, I need to sell 100 NFTs to press the record. And then once the record's pressed, I'll be able to send it out. Um, I'm trying to like connect Ziggy Punks in with it. Like if you have a Ziggy Punk avatar, maybe I'll give you 15% off of the record or something figure out know. something figure Sense, out some kind right? of incentive but yeah that's the goal is I'm, I'm literally i just the reason i'm doing crypto art is so i can do music and i'm really hoping somebody digs it eventually down the line that's wild yeah very cool now you did want to tell me about uh bb studios the bb studios guild uh mm -hmm. now for listeners I was looking for this and i looked for bb studios and it was not bb studios guild and they were like what was it 12 followers or something like that yeah. so yeah, <laughs> i'm like okay uh yeah this is uh fresh hey new idea uh but anyway <laughs> um this one has a twitter handle this is capital letter b as in beta so beta beta so bb studios guild yeah tell the me about flashy, bb studios guild that flashy logo and uh banner it was is ziggy art i did that for oh them. nice yeah, they're so they're they love their crypto voxels. They're they have land in Decentraland, I believe. And mm -hmm. so this is a really cool project to be involved with. Um, it's called Harmony and Discord. So we have a bunch of Twitter peep artists and a bunch of Discord artists, and we're kind of collabing. I think there's about 40 of us now. Mm -hmm. The first release is crypto dogs and crypto cats or something along the line. Okay, okay. And it's released in three weeks. Sneak preview. For the Ziggy piece that's going into it, I did, um, it, honestly, it might be one of my favorite pieces that I've done going back to my older style. And it's um, Schrodinger's cat. So it's a box rotating. Uh, I think I saw that. No, I haven't. I haven't minted it yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. saw something else with Schrodinger today. Maybe, yeah, this one, you'll, you'll like this one, maybe. But uh, so, yeah, it's a 3D box floating in space. And then the cat kind of like turns into half a skeleton, half a cat. And so I'm excited to get that one out. And excited to be working with a really cool project like coming into the space it seems to be just like making friends being honest being open and being you know vulnerable for lack of a better term it's true you have to put yourself out there and i find it's actually easier doing that in the crypto sphere than it is in like my physical life because there's something about how welcoming the community is there's just an unconditional acceptance I've found mm -hmm. where, you know, you know, you can create something and there's going to be someone who likes it. You know what I mean? Like if you make it and you like it, there's going to be a percentage of people out there that are on that same wavelength as you are. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And that's harder to find in like, well, let's face it. I live in a place where there's not a thriving art scene, frankly, you know? So, you know, whereas globally internet, I mean, you can find your art scene, you know? So, you know, I just find that there's that ability to find an audience create one yeah uh, another plug for all of you is i have a discord server called the ziggy verse um it's like five days old uh i don't really know what to do with it yet i'm i offer commissions there and you know there's a few people that pop in and out and chat i i have some interesting connections with um a company called Longtail financial i think they're mm -hmm. going to be really really huge players in the crypto space mm -hmm. i don't know if i should talk much about that but yeah the twiggyverse has some interesting people if you get in there mm -hmm. that's cool and what was your incentive for doing that just getting people connected to you and your music or what's the idea um just kind of have a place where everybody can see what i'm up to as well as i feel like it brought a little bit more legitimacy to my brand like um after two days after i launched that is when my open c ziggy punk collection got verified and as well the ziggy nfts got verified too so again mm. i think it's just all about building yeah, i think they check around i think they look and go okay does this guy have legit social media presence that's another thing for super rare that i'm sure is very important hmm. i mean I, i'm i'm not on super rare i'm just not yet. This, this will be the episode that gets you on it, brother. Uh, okay, now third rehearsal. Let's go. Hi, guys. My name is Ziggy. I'm a Canadian artist. I like to make crypto art. I've been in this space since uh, about September, but I've been heavily in the space since January. I am a musician, a visual artist, and a philosopher, and my goal is to be able to build community and bring instruments to children and how i want to do that is i want to release a physical record tied to a limited edition nft that i plan on releasing by about june so i'm looking for a platform that wants to sell you know maybe four or five of um, my acrylic paintings and then eventually partner with me to release this physical nft record wow that whoa you went from like kind of eh, eh to pretty darn good that was much better you should see me do comedy it's terrible oh is that right stand up well, you just have to practice twice before and then the third time will be good exactly that's yeah. all of life <laughs> mm. that was much better much better yeah thank you darren yeah um i'm looking on the bb studios uh website here and i see that they've got super world as a link are you into any of that metaverse stuff super world i don't know that um i know well it's like crypto voxels but it's a little yeah. fancier i i participated in a nft twitter parade back in i think it was december it was all about the uh lgbt what's that acronym LGBT that community too yeah <laughs> love those people so we did um some really cool stuff and i got some crypto voxel hats and all sorts of stuff and i got my name on decentraland and i've toyed around with that a little bit i wanted to buy land but it's like what forty thousand dollars for a plot of digital land is it that much on decentraland yeah i, I, I know in crypto voxels i forget was it stella bell was telling me they're going for about 0.7 eth in the new areas and one eth is like kind of the low the floor price yeah that's almost four which is expensive but i mean you know it's probably not going to go down in value not financial mm -hmm. advice um but it's probably going to at least stay at one ETH then, right? Mm -hmm. Realistically, 
So not a bad way to spend the money, considering you could probably turn around and sell it the next day if you needed to and just pay gas fees and you're yeah, yeah. probably back where you were. What I don't understand with crypto voxels is what makes a given piece of land more valuable than another when you can just literally click on a link to get to any one piece of land anyway. Like why, why are some more valuable than others then? I understand. Maybe it's a proximity, like you're beside Ziggy, therefore you have to deal with loud music, so it's less uh, valuable. People are like, I don't want to live next to that a-hole. Yeah, with the shiny <laughs> golden jackets and, <laughs> and all the Ziggy punks. <laughs> <laughs> Light fires getting rich. <laughs> and on BB Studios, there's also a collab, and I noticed that... Um, one of my favorite collaborators who I've actually collaborated with, Dark and Mood, is on here. Hey, cool. Yeah, and uh, I've done some work with him. Have you ever worked with any of these folks on any art? Um, what's uh, Anonymous Nobody. Um, are you familiar with him? Yep. Mm -hmm. I've had I, him on the show. So back in the day, back in September, I released a, a rareable piece of art called Flick Yo Bick. And it's just a little pixelated bic that lights on I fire. I saw it. So, yeah. Uh, Anonymous Nobody and I are going to be doing a line of uh, Ziggy lighters or whatever. He's going to do five. I'll do five. And we'll, we'll have those out probably, I don't know, whenever we get around to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I want to collab more. I, like, this is kind of what I was saying earlier is I'm, I'm not very good at selling myself. But... Mm. I'm very friendly. So if, if people approach me and say, Hey, I want to be involved or Hey, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm in like basically the, the, the way to work with me is just talk to me, approach me. I'm pretty much down for anything. Yeah. And I mean that you make a good point there is, and I've found this for myself is the social element. It's probably, it might even be more important than the art, honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause and this is what I was, telling i forget who i was talking to about it well i wasn't telling them we were talking about that um there are so many phenomenal artists out there right so your art alone is not enough sorry like you could be an amazing artist it's not enough because there's mm -hmm. so many amazing artists context message trajectory you know like all of it, you know, even, even when I give, when I pay you as an artist, like I'm going to buy your art. What do I expect that artist is going to do with their, with that ETH that I give them? And mm. I find a lot of them, which excites me is the second I buy a, a piece of artist's work, they go and buy two other artists work. And that's the coolest part to me is like, so when I, I try to up, control, I'm pretty, I try to control myself. The other day I finally did buy a piece by, um, I'm really afraid I'm going to, I think it's Darian Zam on known origin and it's a Marilyn Monroe piece that I had my eye on because he minted it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, ooh, ooh. I like that piece. Cause we'd talked about it earlier. Cause I have a zombie Marilyn oh, and, yeah. um, Darian Zam said, Oh, Hey, I've got a Marilyn. And I was like, Ooh, I like that piece. I didn't say anything about it at the time. And then I had a couple of sales and I, I bought it. It was, and it was actually a pretty good price. It was only 0.3 Ethereum and it was quite a beautiful piece. Ooh, killer. So I actually put it back up for sale, but I put it up at a nice high price. So uh, I, again, I always price things a little high. Yep. That way, if it does sell, I still feel good. Yeah, my biggest mess up was back in September, like literally brand new to this. I had a Lux piece, oh. uh, a spinning ring, and I held onto it for a long, long time. And I loved it because uh, it, it came with um, 
you know, like a high resolution download. So I downloaded mm-hmm. it and I was like, we all sell the piece now. Sold it for like eight dollars. Oh no. I know. <laughs> On hey, five. Speaking of <laughs> that's an interesting response there. Um speaking of which, um, did you get that mural.art paint drop? I did. Um, I only got it in one of my wallets, which kind of confused me because I have NFTs in a lot of wallets. But hmm. yeah, I did so get what, that one. What happened? Yeah, right now. Why wouldn't you get it in your other wallets? I have no idea. Please, you know what? Yeah. What is it at right now? I'm gonna look. Tell. Is, do you have a chart there on it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm depressed because I literally bought it at like. I mean, I literally sold it at the bottom. Oh no! Okay, brother. it was up here. Yeah. Uh, for those who are listening, it was, I'm holding my hand relatively high on the screen. It's like above his head. It's like camera. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, and uh, anyway, it started falling. And I was like, oh, crap. I better claim it quick before it like goes through the floor. You can and probably so get claimed it. It's low. Oh, okay. If it's low, I'm happy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I got out. <laughs> yeah, so you'll notice on my Twitter feed, it's it's often like, paint to a dollar and then i take shakira and and justin bieber and donald trump jr i'm like fuck it everybody needs to get involved i don't see it going to a dollar but i could be wrong no not it's not a unless pretty shakira gets massive in. circulation for that wait till estimate. shakira gets in then we're but off. i mean how many tokens are there in paint they're like even just i receive like what a hundred million of them or something like that 22 billion darren <laughs> okay so is that up is that the circulating supply that's uh yeah i think circulating is at eight billion right now but um it's not gonna hit a dollar dude i know i know (laughs) (laughs) just give me 10 pesos good anyway no so i cashed out and apparently it was at a low point because the next day it was five times higher so i got something like i think it was six or seven hundred dollars and i was happy i was like hey six hundred dollars if someone came to your door and said Here's $600 cash. First of all, I'd be like, you're up to something bad here. Yeah. But once I got over that, I, you know, and the cash was left and he went away, I'd be like, holy shit, that's awesome. Right. Mm. Um, having said that, you know, I sold it for ETH immediately because I was afraid it was falling. And the next day it was five times. So I could have had literally $3,000 instead. Nah. Day later. A day later. In uh, hindsight, it still annoys me. <laughs> Did you keep your uni drop? I didn't get in on time for a uni. Oh, that hurts my soul. I got 800 you... unis. When were you in uni? You said that you didn't even join us until like September, October. Crypto art. I've been in. I've been in cryptocurrency. Since oh. Okay. Oh, we got to talk that then, because that's yeah, where I yeah. started too. I, I I started in in just the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then shitcoins. Yeah, I, I didn't own Ethereum till July this year, but I was, I really like the finer things in life. So I found a site called Prime Dice and I just gambled because it's fun. So that's how I got into cryptocurrency. And um, I was into BitConnect. <laughs> but BitConnect. unfortunately, when, when BitConnect <laughs> shut down, that was uh-huh. literally the day I got back in Canada from Mexico. So I was like, I popped it up. I'm like, holy shit, they liquidated me. Do I sell? And I was like, yeah, I want, I want to get home first. I just got. So you there. had money in BitConnect. Oh, like a good like, and this is when I was say sixteen, seven. Oh, how old am no, I? No, it couldn't now? be that long ago. It was only. That was like, maybe like it was only like three years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
whoa, time flies. <laughs> Anyways, yep. yeah, it was like five grand I lost in BitConnect. And I was like, okay, interesting, whatever. That sucks for somebody your age too. Yeah, yeah, but we learn, we this we go on like the amounts that again my uni drop covered that so that's how i looked at it. i was like i got you see i remember talking with a friend about bitconnect it was in the summer yeah and we were laughing because we were like this is clearly a ponzi scheme like there's no question this is a ponzi right yeah. but we were like wouldn't it be funny though to like just put in a couple thousand bucks like each chip in a thousand bucks or whatever and just, you know, see what happens. And anyway, it was literally like a week later. We never did it. We never got around to putting in the money. But we were talking about doing it. We were talking about, yeah, let's just try a little. Like, yeah. thousand each. Right? Yeah. And uh, it, it was gone. And I was like, I'm so glad I didn't put that thousand dollars in there. What's that South Park meme? And it's gone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, no, that was... Um, I, I admit, like, I, I was telling someone else this, uh, it was, you know, what's funny is I do so many of these shows now, I don't remember who I've told these things to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're my 40th show. Yeah, that's a good number. Maybe 39. I'm not sure. Oh, I have to check. Yeah, they're both good numbers. 39 is a prime number, so that's even better, right? Yeah. Um, But anyway, is it a prime number? No, it's not. 13 times 3 is 39. Never mind. It's not a prime number. It's not. Nah, forget it. It's not special. Um. Anyway, what was I saying? I don't know, I have another off-topic question for you, though. Yeah, shoot. That was nonsense. So, uh, Go ahead. My first question was, first concert you went to was Def Leppard with Tesla backing up. Shout out to Tesla. We love you. Mm -hmm. um, second question. First three, I'm going to say vinyl albums because it's records for me, but first three albums that you went to a store yourself and you bought for yourself. Uh, Gowan, Strange Animal. Okay. Um... Brian Adams, Reckless. Nice. What would the third one have been? I remember I got Brian Adams for Christmas. And the Gowan, Strange Animal, I actually still like that album. It just brings me back. It's got the distinctly Canadian late 80s vibe to it. <laughs> Could it have been Glass Tiger, maybe? I don't feel like that was my third. I mean, I'm talking records here. Like, I'm talking like vinyl records. Licorice Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Those would have been, it might have been a Platinum Blonde album. Oh, that's groovy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All Canadian albums, all Canadian bands. What about you? Um, First concert was Alice Cooper. I was like 12 years old. I did the whole. Alice Cooper when you were 12? That's awesome. Yeah. I, my dad's a little eccentric. <laughs> and then, so first three albums I bought were. Uh, Super Trap, Crime of the Century. Oh, that's a great album. So good. Um, Pink Floyd, The Wall, because, you know, it was angsty. Oh, man, your first album choices were way, way better than know, mine. <laughs> Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare. Um, Yeah, you win. No, we, we're, we're having a conversation. You we went to play. Alice Cooper, and you bought, which albums did you say? It was Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd, Super Trap, Super Trap, a Cooper album, Welcome And Alice Cooper. Yeah. Dude, I'm sorry, but that's another much higher level than than what my experience was. All right. I'll take the win. You win. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to longevity and actually being music, you could look back on and go, yeah, that was good music. Well, I still spin those albums. Yeah. Yeah. They're still good albums. Back I mean, in... Do you actually have a, a proper record player or... I do, yeah. I'm um, Back in January, I... 
I didn't kick him out, but my roommate, oh, I kind of kicked him out. My roommate left back in January and I immediately bought a pool table, put it in. So my whole entire basement is just a pool table, bunch of plants everywhere. Cause I'm obsessed with indoor plants, uh, a record player and like, a, you know, that's pretty much it. So yeah, I, I'm like, I'm living in the seventies here. I just shoot pool, drink cognac and listen to records all day. Except the crypto part. That's pretty modern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wild wow um holy so much going on here man crazy yeah, so yeah let's let, usually i try to wrap up things here sure. asking about you know your goals we've already talked about them a little bit you're talking about trying to get onto some of these platforms so you can get going with your music what what do you see happening like with this music is this just you playing it or are you playing with a group or like tell me about that i'm by write it i mix it i record it i everything it's absolutely all me which is very exciting because i don't know i love working with people but i just i don't get the chance too often and so it's kind tough. of the, it's tough yeah, it's very tough right and especially you know when you're playing in bands at like 17 18 19 years old and you know drummers are stealing girlfriends or whatever <laughs> what i find the hardest part is to find other people who match my energy and my desire to do this stuff Mm -hmm. So, for example, with the podcast, I've done podcasts with others and they were great, but I get kind of obsessive about things. Okay. So like last week, I think I did six or seven podcasts, right? Um, whereas if I were partnered up with somebody and no offense to those people, okay, then I might've been one a week mm. because you have to find a time. You both can do it. You got to find time in your schedule for both of you. Right. Whereas me just doing my own thing, I'm like, I'm doing it when I want to do it, period. Yeah. You let the eccentricity work for you where same kind of thing. If I'm working on a piece of art or something, I, I like it'll be 14 hours. I won't go to the bathroom. I won't drink that's, water. That's not healthy. I know. I'm, I'm learning to break these <laughs> habits. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's kind of so the end, the absolute like end goal, the 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 near term one is to get the record out before, you know, Halloween. Um, but the really long-term goal is I would love a space where I can have like a little bit of a studio set up. I used to blow glass back when I was 18 years old. I tried to learn how to blow glass over a lamp working torch, oh, which dude, is, you are multi-talented. I, I just have a lot of time. I don't watch TV. So not watching TV. I know I've got a gigantic TV behind me, <laughs> Nice TV. but not watching TV is a game changer, man. Like the amount of time right that is wasted honestly Girl. that tv behind me it's on if my wife is like hey let's sit down and watch a show together other than that it's almost never on well yeah i don't i don't have a girlfriend or any dependents or any drug addiction so that's the other thing i just have time is wide open <laughs> wide open time I live in a beautiful place so i'm just trying to create and uh i was a little so like i said i got my degree back in december of 2019 two months later the world shut down um, I started a little company doing drywalling, which is really, really weird. Okay. I'm 95 pounds <laughs> carrying around drywalling. Have you seen those? Well, of course you've seen them. Yeah. The things people lift those up with and stuff. That's pretty heavy. Right? Duty. Yeah. So I did that for about a month and a half. And then the, the guy I was doing with, um, cause I was running mostly the business side of it. Okay. He ran off with all my money again. It was like another, Oh, no, come on. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it seems to happen. Drywall to connect. Right. So yeah. Drywall connect. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this, this is my trajectory for the last year has been like, I wanted to travel. I had my degree. I wanted to travel, but I couldn't because the world was shut down. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to, you know, maybe start a family or get a girlfriend, couldn't because the world was shut down. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to make art and then eventually get some music out. And so my trajectory, my long-term trajectory is I want a space where I can have like, you know, a little skateboard ramp, a record player, glass blowing equipment. And I want to literally bring in musicians, be like, okay, I want to do another limited edition NFT. And this one's going to be maybe more of a folk vibe. So I'll bring in like mm. the folk artists that I know. So that is the long-term goal. And I haven't dropped the name for it yet, but Bird Law, Bird Law Productions is what I'm doing that under. Can We're you spell Twitter. that for me? Just for clarity. Bird, Bird Law, B-R-I-D-L-A-W. Okay. Bird Law. <laughs> if you ever watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I have, but I'm not like a connoisseur of every episode. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've watched a number of them, but I don't have all the inside thread, like the jokes that kind of run through the story. I, yeah. I got to get back to those. What platform are they streamed on? I don't remember. Um, Is it on Netflix or I don't remember. I, just, I, I downloaded them. Don't tell Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. You know, the old Cody box or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about that whole controversy with them getting in trouble with like Best Buy and stuff? Because they were selling these streaming boxes and now media companies are saying hey that's you know shut that down that shouldn't be allowed no, and my that- argument is okay they're selling a computer that people can use and some of them will use it in ways that's illegal that's like making- that's the responsibility of best buy to make sure people are doing legal things on their computers are you joking that's like saying you can't sell printers because you'll print your own money you can't buy a car because you might use it to rob a bank like right, uh, fuck off. <laughs> No, it's preposterous. But where they do have a little bit of an angle, I think, is they've, they were documenting that salespeople were telling clients, telling customers, oh, hey, this is what you can do with it. Mm. You can watch pirated material. It right? sounds like... Because oh, the thing is, like, if you buy one of those boxes at Best Buy or whatever, it's called like a... A lot of people call them a Cody box. It's just a streaming box, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just... Uh, what they have in them is... Uh, Cody is a software... And you have to put in the plugins yourself, right? Because they can't do that legally. They can't have them in there already. You have to add, have to enable them, right? Because that's how they get out of it being illegal. But that's like the primary use case for it, right? Like what would you use? It is, but they, well, I used one for the longest time for Netflix and YouTube because I didn't have a smart TV. So I I just used it like a smart TV. That's not illegal. There's nothing wrong with that. Right? But it does get into that kind of area where, you know, they sometimes regulate in an overbearing way because they're trying to fix a problem. But have you heard of the Avados? People will just use their computers instead. Exactly. Yeah. Have you heard of the blockchain computer called the Avado? No. Very interesting. I, I uh, ordered one and I just got it in the mail about two weeks ago. It's for, it's intended to be, um, a validator node or whatever if you mm. want to do ethereum validator nodes and how do you so spell I'm, it i want to type it in a v a d o um and the website i think is just a v a dot d o avado they're very cool man um i didn't have the enough ether to fund my own validator node but i'm running like mysterium network and all sorts of stuff it acts as a vpn so if you're if which we all are in cryptocurrency for decentralization and exactly these kind of problems. Look into the Avado. That's the next step to decentralizing Web3 and getting internet back to the Wild West that it was. Cool. 
Okay, that looks yeah. really interesting. And with ETH 2.0, when that comes, then you can stake Ethereum using the validator. It says yeah, here. yeah. Allegedly, if if you were I mean, to start staking back you... in December, you would have doubled your Ethereum. Well, there's no staking function as of now. Yeah, there there is for if you have the Avado and if you send your ETH to the Beacon Chain, yeah. It's, it's existing. Then you're not in. You you don't have custody of that then. Well, you have custody of the keys though, right? Okay. Okay. You just you can't once you send it to ETH 2.0 the Beacon Chain, you can't take bring it back. back to ETH 1.0. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Okay, that makes sense. I just thought, are you getting sucked into another BitConnect here? <laughs> <laughs> Send us your Ethereum. Damn it, Ziggy. <laughs> oh, man. there. You know, there's so much predatory behavior out there. I've become very cautious, right? Uh, but a lot of people entering the scene now, they're going to get taken advantage of, right? They're going to get exploited. They're going to lose money. Yeah. So, you know, got to be careful. You know, uh, even just with this stuff on Twitter, you know, because now I have a lot of contacts on there and I'll have people send me direct messages. People are clever. Like, they'll come in as somebody. And if you don't notice that little dot at the end of their name or the underscore in between a letter or whatever, mm. you know, or an I instead of an L or something. Yeah. You can get duped. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I've sent any Nigerian prince as my, my money. So. Yeah, that scam is old. I'm just saying it, it's more sophisticated now. I hear you, you brother. Know? It's funny because people will say, oh, my whatever got hacked. It's like, no, it didn't get hacked. You told them your password. Oh, geez. You got yeah. tricked. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always get a kick out of these people on Facebook who are like, who was your childhood friend? What was your dog when you were a kid? What yeah. was your social insurance number? Your <laughs> you mother's name. Yeah. How about your birth certificate? How about your visa number? It's like, guys, you're giving them your personal information. And that kind of stuff is used for them to get those security questions that you have on your passwords. Oh, do yeah. not do those stupid games. You're giving away data. But people do it all the time. Oh, yeah, people got to be aware. Yep. So we hey, awesome. To, Sorry. Wrap this up or how yeah, I think, I think we've had a good discussion and uh, yeah. I'll have to go back. I think I do have to delete a couple things here and there that I said that might have been a little too much information. <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> um, do you return guests? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a crazy thing. I'm actually booked for like three weeks now. Hell yeah. Um, I'm thinking I want to come back. Um early april after my trash art auction is done mm -hmm. after bb studios we get our first couple mints out you know i, I just it'd, it'd be nice to catch up in about four yeah four. okay well bug me in a couple of weeks and then awesome. we'll, we'll slot you in right on dan this is gonna be like the art gallery auction house i'm gonna have to be like yeah yeah <laughs> i'll start charging for people to be on the show <laughs> it's all the way around you wait you're not paying me what <laughs> <laughs> uh hey thanks a lot that was a lot of fun and your your um super rare video was much better it was better time. it was yeah, yeah i got this problem of uh almost intentionally sabotaging myself just for the the andy kaufman-esque vibe of mm -hmm. it all mm -hmm. the one thing i do wonder is and this is just for me out of curiosity saying to them i'm doing this stuff on super rare so i can do this later I don't know if I, 
I don't know if they're going to look at something like that and go, hmm, but so this isn't important to you? Do you know what I mean? Like the way you present it, it should be equally think, important. Do you know what I mean? I the what, what you're doing now is equally important. Yeah, everything's sacred. Everything is magic. Everything is intentional, right? So I just kind of wanted to make it clear that I'm not trying to get on their platform to make money to, you know, do whatever. It's like, I'm, I'm a, what's that Blues Brothers? I'm on a mission from God, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, No, it's good. It's good. I just wonder for myself, like, if I were to do it, yeah. how would I say it? What would my goals be? I don't really know. I mean, when I think about it, I think it's like, um, hi, I'm Decline. I like making art. Uh, some of it's funny. Some of it's serious. Some of it's zombies. Some of it's beautiful people. Um, so please accept me on your platform. <laughs> that was try number one. You get two more tries. <laughs> Maybe I mean, when we meet up again in a month, I'll have applied. Yeah, you know what? That could be cool. Maybe next time in four weeks, we could actually get together in, uh, in physical proximity. That's right. We're both Canadians. We're, we're able to do that. So it's possible. Plan. It's possible we can get a burger or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make you a uh, Ziggy zombie. And oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, what is your like colors? Some two or three or four colors and a number, so I could two, three or four colors: purple, pink, green. Um, what would the fourth be? Probably yellow. Okay. and a purple, pink, green, and a number. There's, there's, I think there's a few numbers spoken for, but what a. What number if would you nine want? is available? I love the number nine. Nine is everybody wants nine. Nine was the first to go. Is that right? Yeah. Sixty-four. Sure. Yours. I don't know why I picked sixty-four. Okay, awesome. I should have picked thirty-nine because I know sixty-four is good. Thirty-nine. No, no, no. Thirty-nine. Stay with sixty-four. Stay with sixty-four. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's really cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. Right on. Yeah. Hey, uh, good luck. And I wish you all the best with all your goals. It's awesome that you have so many aspirations. And uh, that's really cool that you make your own guitars. That's oh, neat. yeah. I'll show it to you before I get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you go, I'll describe it. I'll do descriptive audio. Ziggy is now approaching his guitar. He is taking it into his hands. He's removed the strap, and now he is holding it up. He puts the strap over his head. And he poses as that guy from Spinal Tap who does the thing where he swings his arms around. That was the Pete Townsend. Oh, you know, I was kidding. <laughs> they, <laughs> couldn't, they didn't know. <laughs> so it's a, a That's beautiful, man. Body. Telecaster body uh, with walnut wood. It's a semi-hollow uh, with a zebra wood drop top. We've you made that? I hand made this and I wound the pickups myself. Holy crow. There's no way for me to do the descriptive audio to really convey. Oh, that's you like come jam. decline. You got to come jam, man. Do you play yeah, any that's dope. Uh, I played drums. I played drums, but I'm terrible at drums. I don't even have a drum set. No, I just hmm. goofed off when I was a kid and then I played, um, you know, here, there and everywhere. But yeah, I'm not very good. Oh. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I look forward to our friendship and talk to you in a couple weeks. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, man. Peace and love, brother. Bye. Yeah, peace and love. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.